If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, Bank of Ghana justifies recent policy rate hikes, insisting it has helped slow down the rate of inflation. In terms of our monetary operations this year, it has been very effective. But when inflation, we are convinced that inflation is firmly on the downward path, we will begin to recoil policy. Also coming up, prices of petrol and diesel likely to increase averagely by about 5.7% beginning tomorrow, August 16th, for the next two weeks. Indications are that Ghanaians may pay more for petrol, diesel, and LPG. For petrol, you are looking at about 3%, depending on the OMC. And Ghana profits from Niger airspace closure as number of flights surge. We'll bring you details. My name is Daryl Carr. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up.
Thanks for staying with us. First up, the Bank of Ghana has justified recent policy rate hikes, insisting it has helped slow down the rate of inflation. Now, since July last year, the policy rate has increased six times to the current rate of 30%. Now, some have questioned its impact, especially with the recent marginal spike in inflation to 43.1% in July. Dr. Philip Abredu Otu is Director of Research at the Bank of Ghana. Uptake that you saw was purely food driven. Mm. It had nothing to do with monetary so then, policy. Then, then, then we don't need a policy rate. Well, but the thing is that that is why the central bank came out with a measured increase in the policy rate. And that is why we saw a 0.5. Mm. The thing is, if you don't take care, this small uptake could feed through to non-food prices and create problems for you down the road. Mm. So it's very essential that you take steps to act now and forestall any future pressures that will come along the line. And George, in terms of our monetary operations this year, it has been very effective. Mm. What um, is the data telling? Is the data giving you that numbers? Because when you engage businesses, they, they, when you engage certain actors in the economy, they still think that this tool is not effective because uh, why, why, why is it not effective? Inflation is going up and all the rest. Well, but, but George, in the recent survey that we had of businesses and consumers, they seem happy that, that some, your policy measures are working. That some stability has returned. Is working. That some stability has returned on the exchange rate front. Mm. And I think should this give assurances to business, some businesses were optimistic about the future. Mm. Because, George, you are always talking exchange rate on your shows in mm. the morning. Mm. It's a key critical indicator. Businesses, I, we don't share the very insights of all these surveys yeah, yeah, that yeah. we do. But, 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 I think that but we do report the headlines. Mm. But businesses are optimistic. I think it is interest rates that have gone up slightly as a result of our policy measures that we've taken in the past. Um, but they will begin to, to, to come down. Mm. For those who borrow to do their businesses, yes, it's a little bit biting, but when inflation, we are convinced that inflation is firmly on the downward path, we will begin to recoil policy. Well, on Zoom with us is Dr. Jaber Mohammed, a banking and finance lecturer at the University of Professional Studies of Kwan. Good afternoon to you. So, question is, is the Bank of Ghana to blame for rising inflation? Critics accuse the Bank of Ghana of financing government's budget instead of insisting their discipline and then consecutively increase the policy rate. Uh, uh, thank you so much. And good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, uh, well, Bank of Ghana uh, might be blamed a bit uh, due to the increasing amount of financing that they give to the central bank. Uh, if you look at 2022 budget, the Bank of Ghana financed the government to a tune of 42 points plus billion Ghana cities, and uh, which was, uh, according to many experts, uh, most of it was through printing of money uh, to finance uh, the government of Ghana deficit. Uh, if you look at the losses that the Bank of Ghana made, uh, it, the losses can quite be attributed to the printing that the Bank of Ghana did in 2022 to finance the, 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 the central government deficit. So uh, quite clearly, you will notice that 
uh, because you have increased the amount of money supply in the system, there is more money in the hands of people. And for that matter, what is going to happen is going to be quite inflationary. So the Bank of Ghana can be blamed in a particular way because if you increase the quantum of money in circulation, the replica effect is that it's going to be inflationary. So that is the kind of inflation that we are seeing as uh, we are observing today. And if you look at the losses that the Bank of Ghana made recently, that is about 60 billion Ghana cities. How are we going to finance the losses that the Bank of Ghana is making? And it will surprise you to know that in monetary theory, when uh, a central bank makes losses, one of the effective ways to finance the losses is through inflation. So we are, we, are, we are going to see more inflation as a result of that. Uh, nobody wants to hear that we are going to see some more inflation. But, I mean, on, on the part of uh, the central bank having to finance the government, is it in the position, does it have what it takes to reject government's plea of financing? And then, then again, the Bank of Ghana has argued, argued that the policy rate hikes are needed to help check demand-driven inflation. Do you foresee any shift in its stance as we continue to see the uptick? And what are the risks if the central bank continues to hike the policy rates? Well, if the central bank continues to hike the policy rate, it's just going to be increasing the cost of financing uh, business operations. So because it's going to increase the cost of doing business. Uh, as the uh, Bank of Ghana increases the policy rate, it increases the, the Ghana referencing rate. So when Ghana referencing rate increases, the banks will lend at a higher rate to businesses. And the cost of doing business is going to go up. And as you know, if the cost of business goes up, that is going to feed into the pricing strategies of businesses. And that comes back to the inflationary uh, pressures. So like I told you earlier on, uh, the losses that the central bank made, about 60 billion. If you look at last uh, 2020, the Bank of Ghana made a profit of 1.6 billion. In 2022, uh, 2021, the Bank of Ghana made a profit of 1.24 billion. So if you average it, on average, the central bank is making a profit of 1.42 billion. So if they made a losses of 60 billion, it means that it's going to take them close to 63, uh, 43 years to be able to recover the losses that they have made. And one way to recover the losses, as I said earlier on, is going to be inflationary. So the inflations are more likely to, to hike. But I mean, uh, let's see if indeed the central bank can continue to, uh, to suppress uh, the inflation through the uh, uh, money supply. I just listened to the, the director of research who says that the inflation is driven by food. Who caused it? Because there is so much money in the hands of the people and the, the production in terms of food is low. So what happens? Prices are going to go up. If you look at the price of onion today, there's four onion, they will sell it to you five Ghana cities, which used not to be so. That's the, the one city some time back. So, I mean, if you have more money in the system, definitely, and production is low, inflation is going to be very high. All right. I, just hold on. I want us to listen to uh, the, a soundbite from the Chartered Institute of Taxation, Law, and Forensic Accountants, Ghana, questioning government's attempts to achieve a single-digit inflation rate within the next three years. The institute describes it as one of uh, one that needs enough sacrifice on the part of government. According to its executive director, um, Eric Odro, a holistic approach to address the economic challenges is needed. Uh, we'll hear from him and then I'll pick your thoughts. 
now inflation rate is 42.5 percent are red and the government is trying to bring it to a single digit within the next three years very difficult because one the export base is low two cost of capital is high three demand fraternity is not what promising four the the disposable income for Ghanaians are relatively low five you could see that we are not um uh, what do you call it? Um, export oriented because the gold that we are even producing we are touting to have added value how much value is added what is the benefit are we going to get from that aspect but i'm hearing the government is trying to make sure that uh, the the aluminum smelting sector is going to pick up but what mechanism processes abilities policies have you put in place such that they will be able to contain the marginal increase such that once the marginal increase can we are able to contain the revenue and that marginal increase will curtail going to source money from outside until we do these things i tell you that it's going to be what very difficult what do you think dr mohammed we expected inflation to peak uh, sometime this year but we are seeing uh, a reverse of that and so i mean asking uh, looking forward to a single digit inflation within three years as uh mr Drew points out maybe asking too much yeah like i said earlier on yeah it's it's, it's, it's too much for a single digit inflation to be achieved in the next uh three years given the rate at which uh the bank of ghana has been financing the government of ghana deficit you recall that the bank of ghana the government of ghana is out of the international capital market which means that they still have to be uh, resorting to financing from the central bank. And that might quite be a bit uh, difficult for the central bank to achieve its main primary objective of price stability. Because the primary objective is that they are supposed to achieve price stability, which means that they are supposed to have a lower inflation to be able to do so. So as uh, you are having difficulty and even uh, financing government of Ghana budget deficit, how are you sure that you're going to have the needed funding to be able to meet the inflationary pressure alongside meeting your own uh, uh, difficulties in terms of closing your, 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 what you call, your budget? Because the Bank of Ghana is also in deficit. So how do you close that deficit alongside helping to close the government of Ghana deficit? At the same time, managing price stability. That is probably going to be very difficult for the Bank of Ghana to do. But let's see what comes. If the economy can turn around, if the government can work very hard to increase revenue mobilization outside the Bank of Ghana, then we can say that that price stability can be attained. Because the Bank of Ghana, uh, the government of Ghana is supposed to also do something to maintain price stability. Price stability should not just be left in the hands of the central bank, but the government of Ghana should also look at its own physicals. They should stop their fiscal misbehavior and work very hard so that they can close that gap that we are trying to, to look at. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Jabir Mohammed. He is uh, a finance lecturer with the UPSA. Well, let's switch to fuel now. Prices of petrol and diesel are likely to increase um, averaged by about 5.7% beginning tomorrow, August 16th, for the next two weeks. The price of liquefied petroleum gas is also expected to go up by about 11.9%.
According to the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, the expected increase is due to the 11% rise in prices of finished products on the international market and the about 6% surge in the price of crude oil. Here's Executive Secretary of COPEC, Duncan Amwa. The second pricing window for August uh, commences tomorrow. And uh, indications are that uh, Ghanaians may pay more for petrol, diesel, and LPG. For petrol, you are looking at about 3%, depending on the OMC. Uh, for diesel, you could be doing about 6-7% uh, increase. Again, for LPG, you are also looking at uh, something in the region of 8-12%. to 12%. These are numbers we pick up as of today. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Aviation Now and stakeholders within the aviation space are calling for massive investments within the industry to expand the capacity of the sector. According to a fellow at the American Society of Civil Engineers Committee on Airfield Pavements, engineer Leslie Alex Ayer, there should be a broader consultation to sanitize the operations of air transport in Ghana. He spoke to Joy Business. You know, Ghana has a good record in aviation. And what we need to do right now is to maintain uh, our reputation and build on it. And we have a very good record in aviation circles. And I think we, well, this, this is an opportunity to, to uh, let it be better than it is right now. Um, currently, uh, in order to make the capacity, you know, you have the Terminal 3, and uh, since COVID, you know, COVID just disrupted a lot of things. And since uh, COVID, traffic has been building up and then we have a lot of confidence. A lot of airlines are flying to Ghana. You know, Ethiopian used to do uh, seven over seven, one flight. Now they're doing ten. The other airlines that are coming in, um, they want to increase. British Airways is, in, is increasing its, uh, its operations in Ghana. Uh, and I, I think the United and the Emirates, they all want to follow. So we should have uh, our infrastructure should be able to cope with it. All right, we'll still stay with the aviation uh, sector because there appears to be a silver lining after Niger closes airspace following the military coup. Managing um, editor of aviationghana.com, Dominic Ando, joins me on Zoom to shed some more light. Good afternoon to you, Dominic. So uh, he's actually on phone with us. How exactly is Ghana benefiting from the closure of Niger's airspace? Hi, good afternoon, Daryl. Uh, so the closure of Niger's airspace means that mostly flights from Europe we we'll have to reroute the flight. Ordinarily, we will fly over Niger and maybe a shorter distance to some countries in West, Southern, and Central Africa. However, now they have to avoid that and then fly through Ghana, then connect through Nigeria, and other Central African countries and Southern African countries. How we are benefiting is that before they fly, of course, they fly their flight, flight plan, and then they pay for the overflight charges. The overflight charges is $150 per a single application, the Ghana Civil Aviation Authority. So, in as much as traffic is increasing, flying over Ghana into other parts of Central and Southern Africa, we are also making some gains as in terms of the overflight charges. Can we handle the pressure? 
Yes, I think we can because the um, Ghana Association of Traffic Control uh, Officers, they are very active on the ground, though their shift or their time of working has increased, but they have indicated to me that they are very much on top of issues and then they reset all their time to ensure that they are able to handle the pressure. The Accra FIR, Accra Flight Information Region, is very east and west. So the western part will be handled, the eastern part is for Togo and the rest. But for Ghanaians, we've been doing this for years. In fact, we train the other eastern part. So they have a lot of experience and they have the manpower to be able to handle this uh, new development. Well, but still, uh, travel has become longer uh, in the region because of the detours and rerouting, right? And airlines would have to spend some more on fuel. Exactly. What it means is that we anticipate that in the long run, the price of airfare to go up a bit. This is because, if, let's say you are flying a Boeing 777, and we are taking you six hours to fly from Europe to a destination in West Africa or Central Africa. Now, if you have to do a detour, and it takes you about seven hours, that's one hour more flying time. That one hour more flying time requires between 3,500 and 4,000 more well, I mean in gallons, I'm talking in gallons. Mm. We need 3,500 more gallons to fly the same distance you were using. You previously used to fly, simply because of the detour. That additional 3,500 gallons of fuel, at yesterday's prevailing rate of 1.92 uh, for aviation fuel, it comes down to about uh, $6,000 extra operation cost. So if your operation, operation cost has gone up by $6,000, means that you pass on to the consumer. You can't keep up loving those losses. So any detours, any increase in flight time, it's a cost to the airline, and ultimately will be passed on to consumers. Right. I mean, last week when we spoke, spoke I mean, there were reports that some European carriers had cancelled flights uh, because of, of the initial challenges. Um, I, I believe that, I mean, with Ghana serving as an alternative, uh, that has uh, changed slightly, hasn't it? Or even more? With, uh, with Ghana, none of the European carriers have cancelled their flights. The likes of Brussels cancelled their flights to Luanda in Angola because they have to do so many details. And looking at the flight time increases and the rest, they thought temporarily, let's suspend it and let's see if things get better so we can do. Brussels is very strong in Tangovo, West Africa. And if they have to do all those details, the cost of operating will go a bit much higher. So they were looking at those dynamics as well. So they have temporarily suspended. But the rest are operating all right, though they have to do details here and there, but they're operating all right. Okay. Continue to watch that space for us. Uh, Dominic Andor, Managing Editor, com. Thank you so much uh, for speaking with us. You're watching the market, please. Uh, some five managers and supervisors uh, were picked up by the Data Protection Commission will be made to face the law. According to the commission, the matter has been transferred to the Attorney General's office after they were arrested Monday afternoon and prosecution is expected to begin. Meanwhile, the Data Protection Commission says it has engaged all defaulting companies about the need to register and be licensed with the commission before undertaking the exercise to prosecute them. Many channels through yourselves, the media partnership, newspapers, seminars, webinars, roadshows, workshops, throughout uh, the period between 2018 and now we've uh, 
taking practical uh, steps to reach out to data controllers, cooperate with them, engage them, write letters, explaining their duties and responsibilities to them. Whenever a defaulter comes on our radar, we take steps to uh, explain to them. Again, we have offered training courses, certifications to put professionals in the Ghana ecosystems. As of today, we've trained almost a thousand professionals and we've placed them in key uh, public sector institutions and in some private sector, the large private sector institutions, to help them build and implement their internal privacy programs. There's a framework by which you can uh, ensure that you are being accountable to us, the public. We teach them, we give them the tools, and we support them to do that so uh, recently we put out a public notice and before the public notice we had notified uh, uh, about 250 non-complying data controllers by letter quoting the section 56 of our act saying that if you are a person who, are, who is supposed to comply you have failed to do it you are breaching uh, the act you're failing and uh, non-complying with the law all right, uh, joining me, my colleague, um, Isaac Atasenyako. Uh, he's joined us from the Joy Business Newsroom. And uh, we had a discussion about this this morning and wondering really if individuals understand what is happening and are concerned about it. What do you think? Well, um, thank you, Dara, for having me. Well, um, well, when we talk about data you know, protection, I think um, it comes in various facets. First of all, you may want to look at, let's say, um, business to business when, for instance, a regulator, let's say, BOG, can, you know, um, enforce this um, or these directives on their entities under the regulator. So, for instance, all financial institutions, fintechs under BOG, it's incumbent on BOG to be able to ensure that, you know, data of customers are protected and are not used for you know, things which will more or less favor the bank against the individual. You know, also you can look at institutions like um, the Electoral Commission, you can even look at the NIA, where they sometimes contract third parties. So for instance, the NIA can contract um, third parties or a third party in the collection of data, for instance, and also in the processing of data. So all of these parties in this process do to have some form of responsibility in making sure that data of individuals, data of citizens are protected. And so it, it, it more or less comes to, you know, in a sort of like a two-way street thing. But what we are looking at or what the, um, the Data Protection Agency has been doing since yesterday is to clamp down on businesses who are flouting these laws. So we look at the individual to business relationship where, for instance, I go to a bank, I give them my credentials, and um, when, when, when I breach or I, I flout the terms, they decide to put out my details, my picture, my name, my bio details, and they think or they believe that doing that will enforce um, people who breach contracts um, to be able to pay. And so this is what has been happening. But it, 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 is, it expands. If anything, look at the internet, and especially now with emerging technologies and all of that, and what people are doing. But Darrell, I always say that when it comes to data and data protection, the individual is key. Mm -hmm. um, we walk into places and people access to give our bio-details, our phone numbers, our contacts. We need to be able to ask questions. Who is handling these information we are putting out? And what is it being used for? Yeah, in that era where data is, 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 is one of the most expensive things, if not the expensive 
you know, commodity. And so everybody is, is, is trying to, you know, fight for, you know, a piece of the pie, as it were. And just in a minute, I, we know that Government Plus made Ghana the, uh, a data hub with the building of uh, several data centers. So what risk does the Internet pose? Well, um, it's, it's a very critical issue here. And um, if we remember a couple of years ago with the Kingdom Analytica incident with Meta, then it was Facebook where, you know, it was sued after they realized that um, a part of the data of users of Facebook, not only Facebook, and but other tech companies as well have been sued over the past years, you know, were sold out to other companies and uh, Meta made lots of money from these data. And so when it comes to the internet, when it comes to data, it's very critical. Then again, the positives. Now let's look at this. If Ghana is successful, imagine if we had um, a database of about um, uh, the history of, you know, cocoa, since or for the past 50 years, for instance, the first of the number of seeds, the yields, the number of farmers, over a period of 50 years, imagine what we can do. Now with emerging technologies like AI, which is largely based or largely driven by data, it's very important that we are able to, you know, um, keep some of these or start collecting some of these from entities, businesses, right. government especially, to be able to build some of these trusted platforms. However, that's where the risk lies because then it's okay. open and anybody can hack and other tech companies can also we've, buy into We've it. got to go. Uh, Isaac, thank you so much. Uh, catch you in the newsroom. And sure. come for a slash uh, business. Bond market, total market turnover declines 98% to 4.81%. A million Ghana cities. More on myjournaline.com for slash business. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.